0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag #basketball.com, your home for the very best fancy tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out. Hashtag #basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is the one, the only, Tyler P. Watts, what's up, Tyler?
1: Michael, are we gonna talk about the big trade?
0: Uh the big trade. Was there a big trade that I uh that that I was not aware of? Oh
1: it was a blockbuster. A what? former number two overall pick got traded. Marco? Oh no Marco's I... still in the league? Nope, nope, nope. This guy got picked over Luca.
0: Oh my god. Marvin Bagley to the Wizards, I completely missed this one. I must have been uh, enjoying my life more to care that Marvin Bagley uh, I and two first second second-round picks are going to the Wizards for Daniello Gallinari and Mike Muscala. Holy shit, the two worst teams traded some money around.
1: Yeah, um, I guess. I mean, I don't think the trade really matters for much of anything I actually thought maybe that and maybe this makes it more likely uh the Gallo gets bought out and could be a decent little like you know by out signing for a contending team and maybe help them in a small role it's probably not going to matter for your fantasy league but I wonder if this you know a trade on January 14th Signals that there's going to be quite a flurry of activity coming up. I mean, we have less than a month. The trade deadline's on February 8th, so it's coming fast. Do over these yeah. next, you know, three, four weeks, right? Well, I guess, yeah, three weeks plus a little bit. Do We see a real flurry of moves, and this is just kind of the opening shot of
0: that. The preamble, right? This is the, hey, we need to make some, we're going to move some other people on our team. But first, let's like make the salaries work out. And this, you, I don't think you make a salaries workout move unless you already have some sort of move that you're already talking about or that is close to um, fruition. If you are either one of these incredibly low-lying teams, I feel like you do have something in the works with another team. If you are making this particular move.
1: And you get off, you know, Bagley's $12 million for next season, which is, you know, is important, right? Like teams are much going to be much more willing to take on Gallo and Muscala, who are both veterans that, you know, have proven to be able to play a role in this league. And they're both on expiring contracts. And I mean, it gives you like a little over $10 million in expiring deals that you can move on at the deadline for something.
0: It's significant. I mean, even just getting off the money is significant. Let alone if it makes an asset that you can move. I think we were right. We've been saying this for maybe over a month at this point. This is going to be a weird and wild trade deadline. And you know, going into week thirteen, which is crazy, we're at week thirteen already. Uh, we we have another unsavory streaming week with 11 games on Monday, 10 games on Wednesday. Um and then the, you know the rest of the week is is reasonable Friday and Saturday being eight game nights, Tuesday being only three games. This is you know once again not an easy uh week to get all of I would say all of your streams in, but I guess the good news is no one is playing in in Europe this week, right? I don't think so.
1: Uh, no, we had our, our France game last week where those teams only played one time. Um, but everybody is back stateside um, at this point. Um, there are two teams that are playing on the two lightest schedule days, which are Tuesday and Thursday, and one of them only has two games. So <laughs> that is kind of the schedule in a nutshell this year, I think, yes. is even Good the luck. teams that should be the best ones for, you know, I'm going to pick this guy up and get multiple games. He only gives you those two games, and you can't even get a third game out of it. Um, the Thunder would obviously have the best schedule this week. Um, they play four road games. Uh, Monday, it's an 11-game slate, so you're probably not getting that game, but you might be able to get Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at the Clippers, at the Jazz, and at the Timberwolves.
0: Yeah, and uh, the Kings, the Bucks, and the Clippers, like you said, are the two-game teams this week. Uh, Clippers and Kings play on Tuesday. You can maybe just pick up a dude the Kings or the Clippers that you could get a Tuesday, Sunday or a Tuesday, Thursday. If the rest of your week looks like it's full, just grab a few games there. It's like the first time I've ever recommended picking up a, a two game a week player, but like if it fits your team build and your roster, why not? Um, I'm only briefly going to look ahead, Tyler next week. Looks like a reasonable week. Followed by another week. That is insane. Um, week 15, Twelve games on Monday, ten on Wednesday, ten on Friday, followed by Super Bowl Sunday, followed by the All Star break. So, and then we're already in March. So, the, the you know this you're getting into silly season really quick. I think the 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 period between now and obviously the All Star game is when we're going to have all the trades, the flurry of trades. We're basically going to have a, uh, I would say, a pretty new look on a lot of these teams come after the All Star. A break, which will lead into that silly season, which hilariously is when everyone in a head-to-head league is going through their playoffs. And we've said it before, we'll say it again. I think you should play the whole year out. I can understand if you don't want to play week twenty-four or even week twenty-three. You should play the rest of the year out. Some of you are going to be in your playoffs like before the All-Star break, which is insane, or right after the All-Star break when silly season starts. So you're going to be. Tasked with figuring out your playoffs. I'd rather you know I would rather figure out who's gonna be sitting in weeks twenty two, twenty three, twenty-four versus trying to figure out what the rotations are gonna be after the ulcer break, after the trade deadline, and trying to win a playoff series. I think that's a lot harder to do.
1: Oh, I'm with you there and and obviously if you hold it off a little bit, like You're going to get a good idea that this team's going to shut this player down this team's going to shut this player down. Whereas, like, right after the All-Star break, after some of these teams, you know, trade off two, three, four players, like, you're going to have no idea who they're playing. And you might think, like, oh, you know, player X is going to get 30 minutes tonight, and then you pick him up and he gets 12. Because he wasn't the person that they're starting at shooting guard. It was somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Whereas, like, you're going to have a much better feel... Uh, At the end, when you can tell that the Blazers for the third or fourth or fifth or however many years in a row have are just sitting out all their players and they're playing, you know, this person, this person and this person because they're the only people active for the game.
0: And with the parody that I think we said this last time, but but the period that we have in the league, we're not like the Warriors aren't going to be sitting anybody leading into the playoffs. LeBron isn't going to be sitting out going into the playoffs. All these teams need to win, need to like playoff spots matter, seeding matters. All of that stuff's going to matter. Maybe Jokic sits out the last two games. All right. Well, then don't play the week 24. But do you think really Jokic could be sitting out March 28th or even the April 2nd game? Probably not. Like I think I really think a lot of these players are going to be playing not not just to be on the NBA, all-NBA team, which helps uh, that uh, particular piece of having these players play as well. But all these teams are fighting for rankings right now because of the, such of the increased parity in this league. Which is wonderful, not just for the NBA, but also fantasy basketball. And the stretch between now and the All-Star break is going to be really, really silly. And there's been a lot of injuries that have happened over the last few weeks. One guy, we have to talk about the injury. Uh, hamstring, Harris Halliburton, likely out for the rest of January. Gonna wager likely out through the All Star break. Why would you bring him back for a week just so he can play in the All Star game? Like he's he's gonna be an All Star, pretty sure. But um, you know, do you think the Indiana Pacers risk the 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 linchpin to their success uh, bringing them him back early or allowing him playing in the All Star game?
1: Well, they're gonna bring him back because they're hosting the All Star Game.
0: Ah, damn it! Yeah, you got me. I forgot about that. You know the, the right. you know Indianapolis being a, a very small city does play uh, does play good host of these things. The not bad.
1: Yeah. So, but I mean, are they gonna bring him back more than a game or two before? I don't think so. I think they're gonna bring him back for maybe a game, and they might not bring him back at all. They might just let him play in the All Star Game. You know what I mean? Because he's not gonna play a yeah. super ton and he's it's not super competitive. And then they're gonna be like, Alright, you know, you're you're back, you're good, and then um I'll we'll bring it back after the all star break, you know, full tilt.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh he might also get like, you know, kind of like a cursory start and like, you know, a handful of minutes and then just not play the rest of the game in Indianapolis. But uh I think I think that's a pretty good wager. And I think you also have to um You might not not enjoy having T.J. McConnell on your team, but I feel like you have to pick up T.J. McConnell. Even in limited minutes, this dude can get you 10 assists.
1: Oh, yeah. T.J. McConnell is a professional point guard, um, to say the least. And the other thing is he's a really good steals guy. Um, The last five games, three steals, two steals, two steals, two steals, and three steals.
0: It's uh, crazy, because what what are the minutes for those games? Uh, 25,
1: 22,
0: 25, 12, and 23. Okay. Yeah. Like, super non-consistent minutes, but, like, I think even if you're in a standard league, that's, like, a streamer, for sure. Uh, I think, also, Andrew Niebehard is someone who, you know, across the board is probably, um, like, more valuable... Across all categories, but like not as valuable as uh, T.J. McCollum is, and 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 that we know he is, and we know he's going uh, to just like get those.
1: Made up a new player again, T.J. McCollum. T.J.
0: McConnell. <laughs> no, not C.J. McCann. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? I gotta stop doing. I gotta start eating before we do these podcasts. <laughs> it would it, probably be good to have you know some calories in me, so I'm not um, starving. And I'm, you know, I, I have no excuse. I uh, I I have borderline dyslexia, and I apologize to the entire McConnell and uh, McConnell and McCollum and McCauley families, mccauley Culkin families. <laughs> so, uh, no, I you're apologize. Just,
1: you're just making up all the players. Um, Draymond's back on Monday. What do you think that does?
0: Everyone is back on Monday. Um, I think it makes it suck for the guys who you actually might want to have on your team from the Golden State Warriors. Like I've um I've enjoyed. Let me let me let me make sure. Be, uh, another bunch of names that I'm gonna struggle with. I assume so. But uh, Puzmetski has been I Puzmetski. I,
1: I, uh, I, I don't know how to say his game, man. God damn oh, it. Okay. Co- Come on now, you got this one. Just just sound it out, Michael.
0: Listen, I, I I'll go to Basketball Reference if you really want me to. But I, you know, I don't pay attention to Oh
1: you know,
0: Jemski. Oh Jemski. you know these Polish names. He's probably not even Polish. Brandon Pojemski. There, see, I went to Basketball Reference. I'm looking up the names. I've actually really... um, I've liked streaming him quite a bit. And he had a great game against Milwaukee. And I think the problem is... And I know they don't play the same position at all. Um, So, you know, you'd be like, why would Draymond come back? I just think, like, Draymond does something to this... Realigns the team in such a very specific way. And it changes the rotation in Golden State. Where these young um role players just don't get the the regular the regular playing time sometimes they will good playing time but they're not going to get the consistent playing time where i feel confident enough to stream uh some of the like jackson davis or um shit i don't know if i would even stream uh kamunga at this point kaminga
1: oh, i mean it becomes a too-many-cooks-in-the-kitchen type deal at some point, right? Because, I mean, Curry, Thompson, got to play. Wiggins, I mean, Curry's clearly going to play him quite a bit, right? I mean, Paul and Gary Payton are injured, but, like, you know, at some point, you know, he's going to play Looney, and then you got Kaminga, you got Moody, you got Pajemski, you got Jackson Davis. Like, you can't play everybody. And Sarge is going to get minutes, right? So you can't play all these guys about 30 minutes. and so. Kerr likes to lean on his veterans. And then for the rest of the minutes, he's going to go for whoever's got the hot hand that night, probably. Right. And maybe not even the hot hand, but like who's ever playing in the group that's scoring a lot and helping them win the game or get the lead in the game. Like we saw that game where Kaminga didn't play as much and he was mad because he helped them get the lead. And then they were losing the lead. But Kerr's whole thing was, oh, you know, well, I thought that group was playing well together. So he didn't go back to Kaminga. So It's going to be frustrating for all those guys. The good part about that is, you know, if you're just streaming, maybe you go like, hey, maybe I'll get the, you know, the game where Pajemski has 20 points. Or it could be the game where he has 12 minutes. And so it's a much risk versus reward type stream. But if you need a home run, I mean, it's not the worst thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's kind of sad about this particular situation. And we run into this every season, right? i really like Pajemski. i think he's like fantasy wise could be great in like 34 minutes i think jackson davis is also a fantastic fantasy across the board access uh, uh access what the hell word is that um asset in 34 minutes none of these dudes are gonna get that like if this was if they were in detroit we would be very very happy if they were on the wizards we'd be like hell yes you know Pajewski's gonna get uh, thirty-five minutes. Uh, this is fucking awesome. But that's not gonna happen. And as long as this team is healthy and fighting for a playoff spot, Kerr is not gonna do that. And so you're like like I completely agree with you, Tyler. You're gonna have to get lucky, and I don't I don't really like taking my chances getting lucky unless I really just need to burn a stream and the and the days just work out right. And that is rare.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I think this team has to make a move before the deadline though. So it'll be interesting to see what they do and how many of their young players they're willing to trade and what they can get back um in that deal. So they're kind of a, a team that, you know, I'm watching very closely for that. If that move comes, you know, that could obviously have some massive fantasy implications for um a lot of the players on their team and some that will no longer be on their team, but are in a new situation. Like, you know, if Kaminga gets traded to a, a rebuilding team, non-descript rebuilding team, but he's going to start and play 32 minutes a game for the rest of the season. Is he a top 100 player? Is he a top 50 player?
0: 100, I actually think I, I, I actually think he could be. Yes. Uh, but top 50, no. Uh per
1: 36 numbers for him. What do you, what 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 say you about this per 36? What, do, you, what like? do I think it's oh, per
0: 36 is? I'm gonna imagine like, it's like in that 75 range.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm that's Ooh, what wow. I'm saying is it is it it is in that range, I believe, right? And you're gonna need a little bit more like steals and blocks, which have been better uh before the season, like per 36. But like if you get 21 points. Six and a half rebounds, three assists, a steal, and point eight blocks per thirty six. Like even in thirty two minutes, that's a pretty interesting stat line. And a guy that's definitely in the top one hundred.
0: Yeah, that's a very nice stat line. But twenty three minutes a game, where all those numbers drop significantly, it's it's borderline. It's borderline streamable. Maybe not even that.
1: Here's all I'm saying. I don't know that they will trade him, but in at the end of the the, tw- the week of the 28th, right? So, like, on the 29th, I actually might pick up Kaminga and hold him for a week. Ooh. Just, just in, in case. Off- yeah, he, he, just, yeah. yeah. In the off chance he gets traded, and he ends up somewhere where he's the top 100 player for the stretch.
0: I think that's absolutely worth it. Because, like, getting the top 100 players is... Potentially, and probably off your waiver wire, is not usually not possible past January. Oh, shit, probably December 1st.
1: Right. And so that's my point is like, I might just say, hey, you know, we're like a week out from the trade line deadline a little bit more. I'll hold this guy for one week, especially if it's not a playoff week. I'll hold this guy and hope to hope him to see him get moved and to play a big role down the stretch and be a top 100 guy.
0: I love it. Golden State, though, unfortunately, this week playing on the most popular days of the week, so not sure you can even stream him if you wanted to this week. But I'm I'm 100% with you. I think the Golden State has to move someone, and if that is possible, right? We talked about Draymond coming back, changing the the makeup of this team, then could open up other roster spots for other players to come in and play a larger role improving not just the people who leave but the people who stay on golden state as well so uh, i would definitely keep an eye on golden state uh for this trade deadline i I completely agree with that there's a couple other injuries i wanted to touch on and i wanted to get your kind of like uh just like your your short-term take on these injuries and b been out off and on mostly off uh since Christmas with this uh left knee issue are you concerned about that moving forward the rest of the season
1: Concern level at a 10 is a 6 but yes. in okay. 7 games if he misses 7 more games it raises to a 10 Because 7 more games in a row or 10. 7
0: more games in general
1: seven more games in general. Okay. Because he's he's already missed 10. Once he misses 17, right? He can't miss any more. So once he misses that 18th one, and he's no longer eligible to win MVP or any of those, you know, end of season awards, I think at that point you probably just sit him till he's right.
0: Yes. Because it's the playoff run wild. period for for all, it's the playoff run period for Joel Embiid. Like this, honestly, keeping track of these games played very, very, very important for your betting. Uh, uh for for your betting uh, life, if you are in, uh, oh so inclined to be putting bets on uh, the end of year awards, which uh, I certainly am.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's not a lot of information on this Embiid injury. Which no. is you know, it, it is what it is, but at the same time like I don't like it. Because I think usually what happens is if they're not telling you it's something bad. Right? They're never just like, Oh yeah, you know, no no update. Oh, he's fine, right? If he was fine, they'd say he's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so Or if um, he's like if he's like not so fine, but he's good, you know, he's gonna be back here in a couple weeks. We haven't even heard that. And that's like, uh uh-oh. That's concerning.
1: Right, so these next two weeks are going to be huge. Right? Because once he gets past that threshold where he can't win MVP anymore, I think you're setting him to the all-star break at that point.
0: Oh, yeah, I I would if I'm that team. you got to get him right, which means a huge uptick in uh, workload for Tobias Harris and Tyrus Maxey. So those become so high uh events for a while even though like i don't know if you really want to sell them i have the mb's gonna be out most of the rest of the season um paul reed is getting starts i don't really care about paul reed uh that much obama's actually playing minutes which is funny and then um nick Bat- old nick batum is getting really solid streaming minutes uh, i like probably streaming nick batum quite a bit because nick batum i, I know nick batum he does good stuff yeah, Nick
1: Batum is just one of those like good across the board guys. I'm surprised, though, you are not interested in Paul Reed. I will read you Paul Reed's stat yeah. line, but only a piece of it. Yeah. Because I think this is the only part that matters uh, 5.4 rebounds, 1.2 steals, 1.1 blocks, 21 and a half minutes per game over the last nine, which includes seven starts, and his two lowest minute games were the two that Embiid actually played.
0: Nice. Um, a, re- a, a a absolutely like solid, if not like potentially approaching in rebounds, which would be nice. That would be like probably as high end. Plus, a dealing a block a game. Do I like that? Yes. Is that streamable? Uh, yeah. If there was any, if there was anything else. And no threes, probably not even 10 points, um, not even, a you know, maybe one assist. It's like, it really is like a very circumstantial stream. You're going to see a nice ranking off of him because he's gotten like, he's going to get blocks, right? And he might actually be in that, uh, he might get more blocks a game than I'm even giving him credit for. But like, uh, sure, if 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 I'm looking at my week and that's what I need, I need steals, rebounds, and blocks, cool pick them up but i'm not keeping them on my bench
1: although the easiest card to sway too because they're just the lowest and sheer number volume right like i'm i'm talking assists and block or yeah assists, steals and blocks yeah. right like those are just the two lowest numbers so they're the two easiest to sway right like if you're getting a four game week where he's going to block four shots and get you four steals like that could be the difference in your week right there of those two categories
0: 100, and the Sixers have uh, a Monday-Tuesday back-to-back. So chances are, even if Joel Embiid does come back, he's not playing in both of those games. Unfortunately, Monday is an 11-game series, but you know if you those are the stats you need. And then they play Friday-Saturday back-to-back again. Chances are, Joel Embiid not playing both of those games, even if he comes back. Those are both eight game days, so you might be able to fit Paul Reed into your Week 13 picture. Um... Other guy that I'm kind of sad is injured is, is Franz Wagner. Wagner, um, I love Franz Wagner uh, because the Orlando, and I, I've been saying it for a while now. I love his game. I love his footwork. I love his size. For a couple years now, I'm like this guy is going to be the guy. He's the guy in Orlando. I still, I think he's the guy over Paulo for sure. Even though Paulo's like the scoring machine, because if you've noticed, the Orlando Magic who have had the hottest start since. Fucking Perkloo was on the damn team. Um, They are losing games without our good friend Franz Wagner on the starting lineup. Tyler, what should we do with Orlando? Should we care about Mo? Oh, Mo Wagner, his brother, cousin, or not related to him at all, teammate?
1: His brother, cousin? I've never heard... Is that, like, some sort of, like... Uh, incest reference, where you're also a brother and a cousin. It is his brother if, <laughs>
0: for sure. Listen, I don't know what part of Germany they are from. Uh, um, oh, they're from Berlin. That's probably uh, they're probably there's probably a lot of Wagner's in uh in Germany. So my guess is they're not related at no, all. No, it's his
1: brother. Are you serious? What? Yeah, it's 100% his brother. No one, no one told me this. It's no one, no one is common- me. Common knowledge. This. And it's listed on Basketball Reference.
0: Listen, I will... I'm in trouble, I understand. And I am expecting a child... You know what? I'm playing the card, Tyler. I am expecting a child in March. I'm announcing it now to get out of all of the flubs uh, that I've committed in this particular... um, podcast and all podcasts that I've ever done ever even though I can only use that as an excuse currently right now I'm expecting a child in March Uh, it is a stressful time for me please uh, provide me and my family privacy uh, during this hard time of me not knowing who's related to who in the in the Wagner family in Germany I apologize
1: I don't like I don't like this all of Germany because because, again, it's an ankle sprain, but we are not giving a lot of information on it. Uh, already missed five games. Going to miss a sixth on Monday. Already ruled out. Um, Already missed two weeks. I hate it. Don't like that. Don't like that. I hate it.
0: Uh, I hate it. Um, I hate it. I hate it that it's going to be a, a game-to-game, day-to-day, and it's been a couple weeks. I hate that shit. So... at.
1: The good news, or the the news, right? Because none of it's good news, right? You want Franz Wagner to play? He's good. Um, they do have some depth here, right? They have Mo Wagner. They they have Goga, right? They have Wendell Carter. Um, so and, they have some that Kiki? they can play, right? Um, Mo Wagner is putting up some you know interesting ish numbers when he plays. You know the minutes. Uh the thing that. He has gotten, in the last few games, is some steals and blocks. That is not something that he does uh, frequently, though, which is worrisome. Um, so I guess my caution would be, if there's not going to be many assists, there's not really going to be any steals and there's not really going to be any blocks. How much do you want, like, 15 points and 7 rebounds? I mean, that's good, but it's not great.
0: No, it's not great, but it is, in my opinion, stream worthy. Four games from Orlando: Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So those Friday Sundays are absolutely nice little pickups if you needed uh, a, a big. I was playing four games this week. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, like you were saying, there's only really only what one team that's doing the the, the Tuesday Thursday Oklahoma City is is sitting in that tuesday thursday spot oh no sorry and the kings were playing two games i forgot about the i always forget about the damn kings uh which i shouldn't because i I like the kings this year it's um it's gonna be a rough streaming week here in week 13 almost certainly tyler are, are there any other players or any other i guess i guess teams you are currently watching here in the lead up to the trade deadline, or just in general, of players that you might be interested in, uh, if there is a change of scenery, if there is a change of rotation, that you're like, ooh, per thirty six, this guy's, this guy is someone I am keeping an eye on.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I guess I'll answer the the teams part first, and then maybe uh, circle back sure. on a player or two that could be interesting. Um, Hawks are. Uh, signaling that they might be sellers. So they're, they're a team that I'm definitely watching because, you know, they got DeJounte Murray, they got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, or, yeah, not Bogdan, Bo- yeah, Bojan Bogdanovich, right? No, Bogdan. Yeah. That one is Bogdan. I was right there. They, first and one. they're um, also
0: not related or definitely related.
1: They are definitely not related. Um, Damn it. Which is funny. But, um, yeah, I think those two are, are two interesting names that could get moved. They obviously have two starting centers. So if one of those two gets moved... And they both are getting a lot of minutes. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're both instantly more interesting, right? So that's... Way more
0: interesting.
1: Right. And it seems to me like the Hawks are sellers, but then they also want to keep Trey Young is the story. So if they're going to keep Trey Young and Jalen Johnson, like, do they just let Trey Young kind of cook down the stretch and hope to get them back in the play-in tournament? I think that's what they will do. So, um... That could be a nice boost for Trey Young. It could be a great boost for DeJounte Murray. We saw DeJounte Murray put up some crazy numbers um, when he was on the Spurs as kind of the, the point guard. Does a team trade for him and make him their point guard? The Brooklyn Nets. The Spurs. Like, someone like that. I would love DeJounte Murray on one of those teams where he's going to have the ball. and Chicago Bulls. Yeah, the majority of the time, right? So, uh, he could be super interesting. Um, they're a team that I'm watching. The yes, other teams that absolutely. I'm watching the cl- the closest would be the Sixers and any team pushing that second apron. So it would be teams like the Celtics, like the Bucks, like the Phoenix Suns. Like these teams, their chance to improve their roster and improve their chances of winning the title, not just this year, but over the next two or three years, is right now. Once those stricter... Uh, penalties kick in for the second apron, they're not really going to be able to make too many moves. So do those teams get super aggressive and try to do something big right now? Um, I think that some of them are going to, right? They're going to just push all the chips in and say, screw it, this think, is going to be our roster yeah, for I, like three years.
0: If you have KD, if you, I mean, I think we said this in a previous podcast too. If you got one of them veterans only got a handful of years left in their prime, or maybe even just a year left in their prime, or you don't know if Kawhi will ever be healthy again other than this year. Um, you're going to go all in. Now, what does that mean from a fantasy standpoint? Oh, I don't know. Like, on those teams, the the guys who are cooking are always going to be cooking. But where the other players go, that's going to be very important. Or teams who open up spots. Like, if if you, know, if you can get Jalen Johnson right now on the Hawks, I'll go get him right now. I know he's still, like, a high target if you're kind of in the know but if you're not if people aren't in the know in your league uh that might be someone you could get fairly straightforwardly um i love trey jones uh his being like the actual point guard in in san antonio right now uh i think utah is probably gonna move some people around i would highly um wager colin Sexton would be one of those people uh george would be a fantastic player if he was going to play full starters minutes even though he is pretty young i think uh, i like his opportunity in utah chicago is definitely going to do something um or they're gonna try to do something fall flat on their face just like they always do uh, because they have absolutely one of the worst ownerships in the entire League, they have no idea what they're doing. They're going to ask for too much for Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan and, and not trade anybody by the deadline and just sit on this team that doesn't make sense together. I would actually put money on hilariously whatever's the most funny thing to happen with the Bulls. I'd put money on that, which is basically not trading anybody. Um, but once again, if they're going to try, and if they do, and Andre Drummond has to be the starting center, well, that's cool, he's back in the. He's back in the in the standard league relevancy. That'd be very funny and and very fun. Sadly, that's how like that's how low being a Bulls fan is now. I'm like look, I'm like rooting for Andre Drummond to be my starting center. How bad it is in Chicago, my uh, guy. Um, I'd love to see Io and Kobe. I mean, Kobe's cooking anyway. He's already on standard league. But I'd love to see. I'd love to see more Io in my life.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think Goga right, who's actually starting right now. But, like, if they move Wendell Carter and they just say, we're going to go with Goga for 30 minutes a game, like, he could be really interesting. You mentioned Kaminga. Charlotte, you know, do they kind of say, okay, Miles Bridges, like, we're not going to be able to re-sign you. We're not having you back. You know what I mean? Like, you're a free agent in the summer. Gordon Hayward, do we sell him off? Do we sell off Terry Rozier and just kind of go, like, super tank mode? for the Hornets. I mean, LaMelo's back now. Like, do they just go with some crazy lineup where, like, you know, Nick Smith is playing? I mean, like, any starting point guard is going to be interesting, even if it's a rookie, who's going to make a lot of mistakes, especially if your league doesn't count turnovers. You know, they're one of the many young teams that you could be looking at. And we're also going to see the craziness, too. Right? You mentioned that. Like, some of those teams are already so bad that, you know, what else can they do besides you know, play some crazy lineups and try to keep their core players healthy for next season. I'm looking at the Pistons, the Spurs. Like, yeah. How much more is Wemby going to play? I don't really know. But
0: not sure. If they
1: shut him down near the end, that wouldn't shock me at all. And the Spurs could be playing some real funky lineups um, that make guys, you know, like Jeremy Sochan and, you know, Devin Vassell more interesting. Or they could just be sitting all those guys and Doug McDermott and Devontae Graham are playing the minutes.
0: Yeah, it could be a real headache, or it could be absolute opportunity. And I think that is ex- how you have to look at it. You have to pay attention. You have to be expect an interesting trade deadline and a, a very silly, silly season. That's going to be the key to winning your league. Because if you are in the playoffs, or you're headed for the playoffs, or you just need that little extra bit to get into the playoffs, this is the time. You have to be able to exploit these um these movements in the nba in order to gain the edge week to week period this is everyone's on the on a level playing field everybody's playing in the same leagues if you are paying attention to those movements if you are thinking about the players who are going to get opportunity who are going to get minutes you can pick guys up off the waiver wire who might be top 100 players who might win you a week who might win you a playoff series that's exactly what we are going to continue to cover here on the Watching the Boxes podcast. If you like the show, please rate, review us, or hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. You can check out a mock draft that I wrote um, oh. on BealeStreetBears.com. Um, yeah, so this is like the fourth mock draft I've done so far this year. Um, and obviously the draft this year is lacking in uh, star quality talent. There is no Victor winning Banyama, which it makes things a little more interesting, right? Because there are a lot of guys vying for that number one pick. There are a lot of craziness that will go on. And this is the year that's maybe more so than any year we've seen in quite a while, where like some guy who goes off in the NCAA tournament might just be the number one pick, or he might just be a top five pick kind of out of nowhere. Which is fun and exciting if you're a person who uh, even limitedly cares or covers the draft, which I do.
0: Yeah, and I, man, I haven't cared about or, uh, college basketball in, in quite a long time. But I like to care, and I love March Madness. Even I mean, basketball is basketball, right? Um, and so I am a little actually excited for March Madness to matter when it comes to the draft, the NBA, etc. It also makes betting on the draft a lot more fun as well, but you should go to Beale Street Bears and check out Tyler's mock drafts. Mock drafts are always great. Um, speaking of Beale Street, I would. The Memphis team, man, I, I'm staying away from all the the Memphis players. We talked about this before the show, but the Jot out now the rest of the season, they're kind of back to square one. They might shut that whole squad down. I'd stay away from those starters, but Great to keep an eye on those bench players. Someone's got to play in Memphis, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. And they might not be killing it permanent, but anybody getting 32 to 36 minutes a game instantly becomes interesting, right?
0: Yes, they become more than interesting. They become standard league players. And, um, you know, keep an eye on that Memphis team. But I don't know, man. Desmond and, and Jaron Jackson, I don't. I don't know how much... Longer they play for a team that just isn't isn't going to make the playoffs, um, not even the play-in. So, um, a lot of you know what this is probably like the usually January February is like a very kind of like we've you know we have enough data to kind of like level set what we our expectations. We understand a lot of people are reverting back to the mean. Uh, we understand rotations like and and, and what teams are headed. This year, not at all. Like Everything is still up for grabs this year, which I think it makes it a lot more fun.
1: I think it's the the second time in a while where there are a lot of teams that I feel like can still win the championship, right? And everyone still says, oh, you know, Denver's the favorite because they won last year. But were we saying that last year? Like, I feel like the race is wide open and there are numerous teams that want to and believe they can win the championship.
0: You can say like, "Hey, Jokic is best player in the league." Then they're probably going to win. They got a chance because they had the best player in the league. But like, is Joel Embiid's team overall better? Is is she, is Oklahoma City? I might put some money on Oklahoma City. Is Oklahoma City capable of winning a championship without the experience? I don't know. They're the one of the deepest teams, and incredibly talented across the board and just all around like defensively good. Is it possible in a parody year? Anything's possible, right? Especially with injuries. Anything anything is possible, just like KG said, Tyler. Uh, don't forget the Timberwolves either. It's a, it's a wild year. Oh yeah, for
1: sure. And not only that, not only is it a wild year, but it's a year where we've already seen some craziness, right, with injuries and I mean, I think some guys are playing a lot more because they want to play the 65 games to get those awards, and other guys are already bumping up against those, I've missed too many games. And does that create even more tanking in the end? Because once you miss the 18th game, you can't win anything. So if your team's not playing for much, why why stick around?
0: Yeah, why, why are you? So now we're looking at it completely... It's very funny that we have to add now... This, like aspect to the game but we talked about it in the preseason we talked about it in the lead up to the uh, to the season and drafting um that this would change the dynamic of fantasy basketball and it certainly will uh so those numbers are also numbers we will continue to uh, pay attention to here on the watching the boxes podcast like i said if you want to hear anything any questions about your teams about the draft about next year about this year hit us up on twitter and we will see you next time